He's Dieter Kurtenbach. I'm Cyrus Sotzes. That's Dieter's neighbor's gardener. <laughs> true. This is Locked On Warriors. <laughs> On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Dieter, you're hosting Afternoon Drive on KNBR today. Congrats, dude. Who are you hosting with? I'm just showing up early. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, oh, I see. I see. Okay. <laughs> I, I posted an afternoon drive on KMBR. I got very little fanfare compared to that. So thank you. Oh, no, you're welcome, man. You just, I just, you mentioned you're going there at three. I just kind of, yeah, right, no, we, we, two we do a lot time. of pre-records. Um, That's smart. So it, today and usually Fridays, no one wants to come on live for the six to 10 PM show because I don't what know. A shocker. Friday. <laughs> what a shocker. <surprise>. So <laughs> yeah. we, uh, we try to get a bunch of stuff done in the afternoon. And thankfully with the Warriors not playing over this weekend and having played last night, it, it should be pretty simple. And this podcast, by the way, should hold up until Monday, which is a very rare feat for Friday Locked On Warriors podcasts. So true. By the way, have you? And we're going to talk about that game last night, obviously. But have you looked at the Warriors' schedule over the next like eight, ten games? They're riding an eight-game winning streak now. Yeah. But have you have you seen who's ahead for them? Well, uh, Oklahoma City's on Monday, so that's another Ooh. day off. Ooh, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then they're at Utah which I'm not a big fan of Utah's game right now. I'm just, it's literally on my wall here. Uh, but they got a, they got a wicked back-to-back. Uh, they get at Utah and then at home against the Knicks. Now, neither right. of those teams particularly wicked, but uh, a two-city, one in Utah back-to-back is is no no fun. Uh, the Lakers, <laughs> the Lakers next Saturday. So, again, I, I'm wondering when I should be worried here. Uh I can read off the final two. The, the final two games before the All-Star break uh, are the Clippers in Los Angeles and then Denver at home. And I wrote this column on the Merck, Cyrus. Like, I'm not sure who I'm supposed to be worried about in the Western Conference other than the Phoenix Suns and the Memphis Grizzlies. Like, no, you're absolutely right, man. You're absolutely right. A lot of these teams, like, I'm not just, I'm not saying the Warriors are going to keep winning. Oh, they're, just, they're never going to stop winning. I'm saying to the effect of, like, the Lakers, the Clippers – even Denver, Utah, like, am I supposed to have any fear in my heart for either any of those squads? I, I just, I, I don't see a reason to, even if the Warriors are sitting people and Steph's in a slump and you can throw all this stuff at them and, and they just seem to be a better team. And what a wild concept. The better team usually wins. Yeah. Yeah. Shocker. Uh, I, first of all, I don't understand why ABC is carrying the Lakers Knicks game. Like that's a big deal. That is just the snooze fest. I saw uh, yeah, I saw the advertisement for it yesterday and it's like, are you trying to get me to watch the game <laughs> no, or telling me, let me give you an advertisement to let you know that you can take that day off. You can just go, <laughs> go run your errands, uh, figure out anything else. Cause what you definitely don't want to be doing is flipping through the channels and have that as your best choice. Um, Absolutely. And I only bring that up because you mentioned they're playing the Knicks and the Lakers as part of that that stretch yeah. before the All-Star break. There's a strong possibility, Dieter, the Warriors could be on a 14-game winning streak wow. entering the All-Star break. That's they insane. Could, as all teams could. Uh, no loss is guaranteed. I, I, right. I, I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm with you. Like, I, I was stunned given the level of chaos that's happened over the last month. Like, I, They have the longest win current. They, I'm sorry. Let me, let, me, let me slow down here. 
because I'm so flustered. <laughs> You're so excited. You're so active. excited. I hear you, man. I hear you. They have the <laughs> longest active win streak in the NBA because the Phoenix Suns lost a game. Like right now, after all the nonsense that happened over the last month, without Draymond Green for the vast majority of it, never having Draymond and Clay on the same court at the same time, this team is two games back of the best record in the NBA. Mm. They have a three, four game lead over Memphis. Oh. I mean, say what you will about the Eastern Conference, but I, I don't know why we'd compare anything going on over there. Like, I still like Milwaukee. You know, I, I don't know if we should consider the Nets part of the club. I don't know why you'd fear the Bulls. I mean, you can go down the list, like Sixers, who cares? Um, <laughs> unless they know, make a trade, but yeah. Unless but, they make but a trade, right which now. they very well could, and then we'll reevaluate. Yeah. We, are, we are allowed to do such things. But, like, the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are a very good and fun team, but yeah. our title contender are no. like right in the mix of it in the Eastern Conference. And that sort of negates the whole you should be scared of the East argument to me. So it's really, I mean, if you just think about the two teams that sandwich the Warriors, they're fine. Like those are two really good teams. Both of those teams, I think, could represent the Western Conference. I'm very bullish on on Milwaukee, or I'm sorry, on uh, on Memphis, uh, thinking of a different Midwestern, whatever. No, uh, it's all right, man. I, like, I follow. I follow. It, like those are the only two teams you have to worry about, and the Warriors haven't given us any reason to worry about them. I mean, this would be the month where it would have all fallen apart, right? Like yes. this would have been the month where you know you're figuring it out, and it's all messy and clunky, and Steph can't shoot well. And this would have been the month where you say, "Hey, okay, Warriors are now in fourth place, and they got to build themselves back up." Instead, they're in a better statistical spot than they were, like <laughs> when they started. Incredible. And so I, Draymond will take another couple weeks off because why wouldn't he at this juncture? Exactly. And fingers crossed he comes back. Can't guarantee squat, but you know, you'd like to think he will. And when it's all said and done, like that'll be in probably a nice little run for that one seed. But Phoenix is a machine, and the Warriors seem to be a machine, even though they have a lot more stuff going on than Phoenix, it seems. And Memphis is the upstart, and those are the only three teams you should worry about in the Western Conference until – Kawhi Leonard comes back or Paul George comes back or the Lakers. I actually don't think the Lakers could ever do anything worth note. So I, I just 14 game win streak. Sure. I mean, at this point, Why it's not? just, I'm kind of, I'm kind of down on the NBA product overall. Like, are you, you're, you're a little jaded at the moment until after the all-star break. Maybe I don't know. If this is the doldrums the a little bit. It's it a is a little doldrums. doldrumy. Yeah. A little well, doldrumy, it, if that's the word. It's funny <laughs> because everybody says that, like post holidays is the doldrums and then it's pre all-star game is the doldrums. And then Steve Kerr loves to call the dog days like March. And it's like, so does he really? Saying, oh yeah. But Steve oh. has changed his definition of dog days to like four different <laughs> yeah. periods of time over like nine years. And I, I like to keep track of these things because it is interesting. Like everyone knows when baseball's dog days are like, it, it's like late July, early August, oh, like post yeah. all-star, just a drag. Right. Um, and, and it, it, I get that because it's hot and that's why they call it a dog day. You're just sitting there panting in the NBA. It's like anything post Christmas to like right before the all-star game, anything right after the all-star game until the playoffs. Basically what they're saying is outside of maybe a month, maybe two in the season, everything is the dog days, which means that you have a bad 
structure for your season. That, that's my overall <laughs> take. <laughs> well, here's the, th- the, the winning, and this is how quickly minds are changing. It's almost daily. I, I, yeah. I, if you asked me a day ago, should the Warriors pursue the best record and the number one seed? I would have said no. I mean, all that matters yeah. is just, you know, finishing strong. A day later, I'm suddenly looking at the, at the two games back, uh, uh, Mark, in the standings, and I'm thinking, I actually don't want the Warriors to play Memphis in the second round. That might be a strong incentive. Like, like I, I'm yeah. suddenly revisiting the notion of the Warriors not taking the regular season as seriously because I don't want to face Memphis second round. I'm not that worried about them, no, but I'd yeah. much rather play whoever the fourth seed is, Denver or the Clippers. Yeah. It's, it's a really I, interesting concept on the basis of, yeah, you don't want to I, – I, I agree with you. You don't want to play Memphis. But my thought is you're going to have to play Memphis one way or another most likely. Like, hmm. I guess you don't have to make it as hard for yourself if it's Phoenix is inevitable. Are we feeling like Phoenix is inevitable in the Western Conference Finals? Is that the, I don't, is that the play? but a lot of people do. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think I, I think I can get down with your argument of don't play Memphis. But, again, <laughs> yeah. you know, because, again, OK, then it's Memphis, then it's Phoenix. And now you're making it harder than it needs to be in sort of the chalk scenario. Um, but... This team either takes care of business or it doesn't. I, I don't think that they're going to go in at all for the regular season. If it just yeah. so happens that they're the one seed, they'll be happy about it. Like, certainly no problem with the one seed. If they're the four seed, like, they won't care. Now, there will be a lot of other things that will have had to have happened to them being the four seed, which is almost an implausible scenario at this juncture, given they have, like, a 10-game lead on those spots. But, like... Right. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, but I don't know. I, I don't know if that's worth the amount of energy it would take. Like I hear you. Save man. that energy for the actual playoffs. Yeah. And you get a young team. It's just, you know, we, we we've talked about this a million times. I'm gonna repeat myself here again. The, maybe the biggest issue I have when we talk about dog days and the structure of the regular season, it's that we know inherently that playoff basketball is a different beast. Like almost an entirely different sport. It's like nine day almost. Yeah. It's crazy how different it is. Yeah. So translating anything that's happened. So like we're saying, oh, the Bulls have the one seed in the East. Yeah. So what? Like (laughs) that doesn't mean anything because in a seven game series, like basically the margins would have to be so tight to where that home court advantage really matters. Right. the margins aren't tight when the sport completely changes and it becomes all about perimeter defense. It becomes all about guys who can score in the mid range. It becomes all about, you know, teams that, that have, you know, better depth and, and more strength and have sort of a, 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 a stronger mental composition. Like regular seasons, just go out there, roll out the ball and let's boogie. And again, there's just no correlation between regular season success and postseason success outside of, you know, the fact that most of the time those teams are so talented that of course they're going to be successful in both. I, I just, yeah. I, I, um, I, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I look at the bucks and everyone's like, is, no one can reasonably look at the Milwaukee bucks and be like, Oh, something's wrong with them. No, they're just messing around. Yeah. And I think the same thing should be applied to the warriors. Just let them oh, mess 100%. around and 100%. save yeah. their energy, save their people until they get into the real fights. And listen, if we're going in a seven-game series, do I think Memphis could beat the Warriors in a seven-game series? Absolutely. Hell yeah. Oh, you think so? I don't think so. But go I ahead. Yeah, I hear you. No, no, no. Like a lot could. of people They're think talented. that. A lot of people they, think that, yeah. They slow it down. I think there's a lot of tactical things that would be interesting. Do I think that would happen? No. Like I wouldn't bet on it. I would need some very long odds. 
to, to bet on the Memphis Grizzlies doing that because they're a team that hasn't been in that spot, and the Warriors' exactly. core has been in that spot again and again and again, and they always find a way. Uh, that is their thing, and they're still they're still PO that they didn't get another shot uh, against Toronto, that they weren't able to finish Game 6. As they were certain, you put Toronto and them in a Game 7 in 2019 mm. – and that they would have walked out with the win there, even without Clay Thompson, even without Kevin Durant. Like the, Draymond and Steph were certain, and they still hold that to be true. That doesn't put a banner up in the rafters or anything. Doesn't get yeah. a trophy. It, and but, it almost happened too. That's what's crazy. It almost happened. I, I, I just I've never seen. We got to take a quick break here, but I've never seen the Warriors when it matters lose. And what I mean by that is, and that's why mm. I don't think that the, the Grizzlies have much of a shot, just in the sense that <laughs> I, I heard. And, and hear me out. Hear me out. I, I, I understand how how uh, ridiculous that could sound. Okay. Um, I heard an attribution from Clay Thompson, I think a month ago, the last, it was shortly after the last time they played the Grizzlies. And he said something to the extent of, we got to start taking them seriously. Right. And all that told me was in the Warriors eyes and the, in the minds of the players that truly matter, which is almost the entire roster, which is crazy. I don't think they, there was urgency when they played the Grizzlies. And every time there is urgency for the Warriors, I've yet to see them lose when they're fully healthy, ever. <laughs> and um, with the exception of 2016, but that doesn't exist. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll, we'll obviously cover a lot more. Um, let's first talk about Bet Online. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs, right to the big game in a couple weeks. By the way, what's your prediction, man? I, I, I'm curious. Do you think the Bengals win? Is it the Rams? What are your thoughts I think there? I, like, I think I like the Bengals. I think I'll take those points. And uh, and ride that. I, I have a hard time betting against Joey Burrow. Uh, I know. I, I know. I'll tell you one bet I do like, though, and this is a hedge on on that, a deliberate hedge. Uh, I like Von Miller Super Bowl MVP. What's the line on that? Do you know? I thought I saw thirty to one, but don't hold me to that. You can check BetOnline.net. Ooh, you can. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. I'm with you, by the way. I can't bet against Joey Burrow. No, the guy's a winner. Some guys are just winners, it. man. And it's not just football, though. You can bet. BetOnline has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real time updates of current games. Don't oh that, and that's a new thing in betting. We got to do this on another show, maybe during, during the, the off season. Stuff. Yeah. The, the late game bets like that's some interesting stuff that you can bet on and you could do it on betonline.net. Uh, Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Betonline.net where the game starts. You are locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen. The NBA trade deadline is less than a week away. It's on Thursday, February 10th, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific, and the Locked On NBA podcast. We'll be covering it live from 2 to 4 p.m. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to get analysis of every blockbuster move. Subscribe to Locked On NBA YouTube and turn your notifications on so you know when they go live. That's one heck of a read, by the way, Dieter. We're giving like that show a whole minute of our show. As well, we Hope should. you love that. <laughs> As we should. Content that will be created. I'm feeling yes. pretty good about uh, about promoting that. That sounds like a great I show. I just hope they're grateful. Uh, so, anyways, uh, but people are here for the Warriors. Yeah. Um, great win yesterday uh, awesome. against. This, it was. I mean, and look, we we. I mean, at least I was mocking the Kings tremendously. 
uh, yesterday, and I still will. But there, for some reason, the Warriors bring out the best in in opposition. I felt like Sacramento was like the Spurs a few nights earlier, where they just every single shot they put up just went in, at least until near the end. Um, yeah, give us your takeaways. I'll give my own yeah. in a second. But Dieter, man, I mean that was impressive. Well, yeah, please give us a recap and your two, thoughts. Two takeaways from that one that, that stand out to me. Number one, great to see Clay Thompson just going unconscious. Right. Yes. Like that, that's something that I don't think we had seen quite yet. Just legitimately doing stuff that no coach would ever tell him to do. That's Clay Thompson feeling it. And Clay Thompson feeling it is a beautiful thing. It's a one of one. Mm. Uh, mint your NFTs because that thing is invaluable. <laughs> uh, absolutely loved just watching the, the weird one in the corner, the pulling up for three on a fast break. It's just Clay Thompson breaking the mold of normal basketball logic and breaking our brains with, with ripping three pointers. So great to see Clay Thompson doing that. Uh, Mm. As he told the the post game show, he never forgets that Sacramento drafted Jimmer for debt instead of him. And I do want to play that sound real quick. I do have it. I, 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 uh, yeah, I, I, cause that was just truly spectacular. Um, I actually just didn't think he even thought about that. Let me get that. Give me that queued up here real quick. Uh, sneaky petty clay is sneaky petty and I appreciate it. That is sneaky, Petty. You're 100% right. Um, and, and this was during the post-game segment. Uh, and I want to do, you know, I criticize NBC Sports Bay Area a lot, but I do want to give them credit. They do publish a lot of great content, including videos on Twitter after the game. And this was Clay talking about um, his spite <laughs> and, and the motivation that that creates. Before the two days, I got you. Yeah, let's set it with E. Do the <laughs> Clay, what's up, man? Bonte Hill, Chris Mullen, and Darrell Wright. And, you know, back in 2015, Clay, you scored 37 and a quarter against the same team, the Sacramento Kings. Tonight, you start off 7 for 7, hit your first six threes. What is it about playing against the Sacramento Kings that brings out the best in you? Hey, man, 2011 NBA draft. With the 10th pick, the Sacramento Kings don't select me, so <laughs> people don't forget. That's all I got to say. <laughs> uh, so Continue on, sir. As well. that's, so, that's so good. Um, okay, then second thing, as if anything could follow up something that clever, uh, is Jonathan Kaminga. And I oh. listen, it, it's really fun. And this has been... One of the reasons to tune in to this team now for the last couple of weeks, if not months, uh, I found an old tweet that I had. I was looking for a Kaminga dunk that I had posted weeks, months ago. Okay. And I found an old tweet I had from November being like, wow, if Kaminga could carve out just 10 minutes a game by the time April rolls around, <laughs> I really undersold it. Because I'm just like, this guy, his athleticism is so incredible it affects games, I think, in a truly positive light. And yes. last night was a perfect example of it. And I'm just going to throw this hot take out there right now. <clears throat> we know that James Wiseman is just MIA. We, we, Bob Myers talked about it. He got even vaguer than vague. At a certain point, they're <laughs> not did. even going to be using languages. It's just the whole thing is taupe. It's just, <laughs> it's just non-existent. And... I, that's fine. You know what? Like, I, I, I don't. I, who am I to? I can't judge anything because I don't know anything. So I, I can't make. I don't think they do about. either. Yeah, and I think that's <laughs> the thing. And so we're we're getting into. Listen, he's less than twenty one years old. I refuse to truly criticize someone who can't even legally drink in this country. So, <laughs> I, I and I don't know what it is he is or isn't doing. If he's just snake bitten or what. So that just is. And as I've told you, like at this point, just presume he's not playing and be happily surprised if he can get onto the court some way, somehow. 
I don't think there's any two ways to look at it anymore. I think that's the only way to look at it. And we can take stock in the offseason as to what the hell that means. That you know, We talked a lot also about the Warriors needing to get another big man, right? They just need another body. I don't know if – certainly they're not going to do it via trade. I think the buyout market's going to be interesting because the Warriors would have to cut somebody in order to bring that person in unless they want to get a, a two-way big – which I don't know if that's going to affect anything positively or negatively. Are you sorry to interrupt you? But are you sure that's the case? I actually asked Janie McCauley, like, what's the protocol? Like, let's say they decide Wiseman's going to be shelled for the year because of his injury. Yeah. Like that. Like she actually didn't know, and I don't know if you know this. Like, like, it, can they open up a spot where Wiseman would be playing if he's out for the year? Like, do you know or because I imagine like that's where reserve or anything like that. I know that's but but if yeah, that's what I'm curious about. Like, so they're just screwed. Like they just have to keep Wiseman as one of the fifteen or like. Even if yeah. he's out for the year, well, they're not going to cut him, and that's yeah. the only mechanism that they have. So that's crazy. So they don't have an injured reserve list like the NFL or Major League Baseball does. No, not 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 to that effect. Because you have fifteen yeah. guys on no. the roster, so and you have two way players. You could have applied for a hardship waiver at the beginning of the year, but it, it, you can't do that not now. now. So, Interesting. Okay, it, it, it maybe in retrospect they should have, but. They didn't, they didn't know. No one knew. No one knew, know. man. It's so, yeah. It's just that's just it's just a wasted spot on the roster. Okay? It is at this point. Okay, fair enough. Uh, that that is what it is. They are going to have to cut somebody if they want to bring in a buyout big man. Uh, I saw you on Twitter. Yeah. I saw you on Twitter saying that Dieter. You know, you know, Dieter. You know who you know who I think that they should end up cutting, and it's not an easy it's not an easy decision. But I would say Damian Lee would be the best option. Just because it's ah, a logical decision, it's a logical choice. I think Do you it, can make the argument the main... for JTA. I think you can make the, you can make the argument in a couple of places. Now, I think that that argument will probably fall upon deaf ears because uh, I don't think they want to cut anybody, and you certainly no. don't want to get rid of shooting. Uh, and Damian Lee, in theory, I haven't seen it lately, but in theory, is a shooter. So they might be in a position to where they say we're not bringing in another big man. We're going to wait until Draymond comes back. We're rolling with Looney. And Bielitsa should come back here pretty soon. You can play Otto Porter at the five, and they'll just roll with that. And my suggestion is this. I want 20 minutes a night of Jonathan Kaminga playing the yeah. five. Give that man all the run at the five he can handle, because here's the take. Here's the hot take. Everyone agrees with that. That's nothing special. I'm saying play more Jonathan Kaminga. Who's saying no to that besides Steve Kerr? Here's the hot take. <laughs> I think he might be a better center prospect than James Wiseman. Is that, I don't even know if that's a hot take. I mean, I, I hear you. I mean, look, first of all, we were talking about this weeks ago, that that Kaminga could be that five, or at least that inside yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. I just, look, his skill set is so far beyond what it should be for a 19-year-old. He's, he's posting up players and making oh. left-handed layups like it's natural. And mm-hmm. that's, like, his lefty, his, like, the way he uses his, his left hand and the way he's ambidextrous on the court it's almost like Stephen Curry in terms of just how natural it looks. I I, I know that's blasphemy compared no, no, to anyone's no, no, step, no, no, but no. that's me. Um, that's me going mm, because I love it so much. I just mm, so do like I, man. I think Doughboy. I'm one step away from woohoo. Uh, <laughs> and when we come back, we'll wrap things up here. Uh, first, want to talk about uh, Dieter's favorite protein bar or one of his favorites. I oh, apologize, a built bar. I yeah, I won't mention the other one. It's fair enough. Easy to that get, makes us, but hard to find, if that makes sense. <laughs> and it's also, uh, might as well finish up the week with one more Wes Goldberg mention. It's also our predecessor, Wes Goldberg's uh, favorite bar, the man who broke the Tom Brady story. Any updates on that, by the way? Like, is uh, still no news? Nope. On the on, on the Tom Brady front? We'll have, I really... We'll have, we'll have uh, Wes on KNBR tonight to uh, really, really 
put it to him. <laughs> Great plug there, man, because I really I hope his credibility is not damaged from that report and it really happens. But anyways, he swears by built bars as well. They're covered in 100 percent real chocolate uh, and they only cover, they only have a fraction of the calories, a fraction of the sugar, a fraction of the carbs. It's 17 grams of protein. I'm going to list off all their flavors and you tell me what you mm. love the most. You can order coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie. And so much more. What are you rolling with? What's your oh, favorite that there? salted caramel sounds real good, right? Oh, I'm usually a cookies dude. and cream guy, but I can get behind a salted caramel right now. So can I, my man. And Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Hey, hey. On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. I that got cut. I you got gonna, cut off there, man. Gonna inter- I was going. I wanted to interrupt everything because <laughs> we got a we got a Shams bomb. You ready for this? Oh yes, please. The Sixers are going to pursue James Harden in a trade at the trade deadline, and the Nets are open to making a deal. Jesus, there's actually going to be something that's logical and makes sense in the NBA. That's wow. That's uh. I mean, six. We can talk about Sixers and Harden in another episode next week if this goes yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. The entire thing shakes up. This is certainly a great plug for our, our trade deadline show because this yes. might go right to the wire. But the Nets with Ben Simmons. The Sixers with James Harden. I mean, shaking that thing up like a Yahtzee cup. Roll those dice. Let's let's have some fun with that. I love it. And let the Warriors just just let that whole Eastern let Conference it battle it out. Exactly. <laughs> just just whoever's left, damaged goods, come to us. So we can finish you off. I got to finish the show up with this drop. This uh, soundbite. Uh, from Clay Thompson, man. I mean, the guy is just incredible in terms of entertainment value. He's the most likable, maybe athlete in all sports. I mean, I, it, it, you know, I don't know anyone who dislikes him. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, there are people yeah. out there who hate the Warriors, but they don't hate Clay. It's incredible. Um, so, someone asked Clay, "What should the Warriors do at the trade deadline?" And this was his response. If my computer ever goes, here we go. Would you like to see the Warriors do anything at the trade deadline? Is there anything you guys need? You need a big man. Uh, maybe a new washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he said that because it was just a ludicrous question? Is that is that what, or is that's that just my, him? That's my man, John Shea. If I'm hearing voices correctly, he's a baseball writer tapping yeah. in for the Warriors beat. It's a very fair question. I think that there's maybe a one in 10 chance that, that Clay answers that bad boy directly. Uh, I think maybe everybody got a little bit tweaked because you asked that question to Draymond and Draymond will talk for five straight minutes and right. go through everything. And he'll like break it all down because that's Draymond Green. That's not Clay Thompson, but it's a, it's a very fair question. If uh, maybe a little bit too pointed uh, just yeah. to, to expect a decent answer, except he got the best possible answer because anytime we can reference the great cinematic just triumph that is semi semi pro you must do it and they traded the they traded the washing machine for ed mannix and they got to get that washing machine back oh my god clay really is jack don't pet it it's not a pet 
Oh my god, he really is Jackie Moon. Thanks for making Locked On Warriors your first listen ever. And by the way, John Shea is a legendary baseball legend. writer, and I think he's he's filling in. Well, the, the San Francisco Chronicles is gonna have a new beat writer for the Warriors soon, uh, and we'll probably hopefully bring him on at some point. But again, thanks for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Uh, are Dieter, are you back on Monday? I actually forgot what the schedule is next week, or is it just gonna be me oh, and someone else? Who, who and then... knows when I'll arrive? It'll probably do. Like, <laughs> I think it's well, Tuesday. I think... I think we'll do. I think we'll do a post OKC show on Tuesday. So Perfect. like Tuesday after. We'll preview that back-to-back with Utah and New York. And uh, listen, if things get crazy over the weekend, I'll hop on on Monday. We, we get all <laughs> and if not, I'm sure I'll, I'll bring on someone great alongside myself. And and, and, and uh, so that's that's good. That's on the docket for next week. Now make your second listen locked on bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on bets hosted by our boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling free and available wherever you get podcasts. Dieter, have a great weekend, my man. Have a great show tonight with Wes and everyone else. Dub Nation, thank you. Yeah, we'll see you later.